This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. I want you to think about a time recently when you were working on a project and you were in the zone, you were in the flow state. Got a moment? Now, I want you to remember a time, that time when you were interrupted. How did you feel? Frustrated? Irritated. Here's the thing. When you're in the zone and something interrupts you or someone, it could be a phone call, it could be someone coming to your office, it could be a text message, even if you dismiss the call, you've broken your concentration, you've broken your focus. But guess what happens when you deal with that interruption or that distraction? When you get back to your project, it can take about 23 minutes to get your focus back. 23 minutes. But wait, there's more. I know this has never happened to anyone here, but have you ever been interrupted when you're dealing with the first interruption? And then interrupted again and interrupted again? Well, here's the thing every day. (laughs) I love that. Here's the thing. Your concentration, your focus was broken here. And you deal with distraction and interruption after one interruption. The further you get away from where you lost your, distra- your focus, it's like going away to space. And you can see it, but uh, where's it going? When you finally get back, and hopefully it's a when, not an if, you get back to your project, it's going to take a lot longer than 23 minutes. And so what I'm going to help you with today is I'm going to give you strategies that you can implement today at home and at work to punch distractions in the face. Has anybody in this room been distracted in the last day? Just a couple of you? Really? Martha, nobody's distracted here. Oh, there she goes. Honest girl. I work with executives just like you to help you tame distractions so you get more control of your time, so you can experience you can experience less overwhelm and have more freedom. Does anybody here want more control over the time, experience less overwhelm, and have more freedom? A few of you. Good, I'm in the right place. Now, I have identified five main distractions that affect everybody. Now, these are not in any particular order, and there's certainly a lot more than this. But they're email, social media, people, entertainment, and you. Now, I'm just going to start with email because I don't foresee email ever going away. Now, email has got two purposes. It's nothing more than a depository of other people's problems coming off their plate and on your plate. Y'all agree with that? And the other, one, other thing media serves, uh, email serves is, who remembers the game Whack-A-Mole? Does anybody not know what whack-a-mole is? Okay, so when you're in your email and you deal with one email, what happens? You hit send, what happens? More pop-up. And you're like, what are they having, babies? What's going on with this thing? You have got to be the boss of your email inbox, both home and professional. You've got to be the one in charge. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, I will tell every one of my clients and everyone who listens to my big mouth, stay out of your email as much as possible. As much as possible, stay out of your email. Now, if you're not used to this, if you're going, 
I'm feeling faint. Uh, out of my email, what are you, crazy? Start small. Maybe you take an email break for 15 minutes. And you go, whoa, the world didn't end. I'm going to push it to 20 minutes. And then 25. And all of a sudden, you're checking your email once an, once an hour. You're going to find that sweet spot. But remember, email is nothing more than other people's problems dropped in your lap. Now, you do have legitimate emails. I'm not saying you don't have legitimate emails. What I'm saying to you is you can't live in your email unless that's your job. Does anybody's job have to be an email 24-7, 365? Didn't think so. I had a client once who was a member of the Montgomery County Sherm, and she told me she's an HR director. She told me being an HR director is nothing more than having fiery arrows pointed at you all day long. Anybody, is that a fair assessment? And I could not schedule her day for her because she doesn't know. Maybe employees got to be fired. Maybe an employee had a death of a loved one or whatever. And so she can't really plan her day. But I told her, stay out of your email as much as possible. That's tip number one. Number two, if you can, if your email client allows you to, turn off those notifications. You don't need, you don't need to be alerted every time you get an email. You may think you do, but you really don't because you get back an email, what's going to happen? It's going to be there. Shocking. The third thing is, get to the point, stick to the point. Has anybody received an email that's seven, eight paragraphs of big, big, nothing but text? One? Just one person? Yeah, everyone's got it. And I remember when I used to be in corporate America, I had the same problem. You get this big email, and you're like, I'm not reading this whole thing. And so you need to get to the point, stick to the point. What do I mean by that? Forget about vagueness. Don't be vague. Starts with the subject line. Make sure your subject line is telling the person what it's all about. For example, let's say you go to work tomorrow, and they said, center point says, we have to close your office at 4 o'clock tomorrow because we're working on the lines. And so you go, okay, we're going to close at 3.45 to get people enough time to leave. Your subject line should be something along the lines of brackets, urgent, office closing tomorrow at three, or today at 3.45 p.m., and in the body of the email, you don't tell people the whole history of Centerpoint and the whole history of Houston and the whole history of your company. You just say, due to some work that Centerpoint's conducting in our building, we're going to be without power 4 p.m. The office closes at 3.45 p.m. Please leave by then. Simple. Because no one is reading that long email. They've done studies where people have sent a lot of text emails and no one reads the bottom. So make sure you're being very, very, very specific. Now, as part of get to the point, stick to the point, think about this. How many times have you got an email and the subject was thoughts, question mark, and there's a document attached? Anybody got that ever in their entire life? A lot of you. Well, here's the thing. Thoughts on what? The font size? The font type? The name of the report? And so if you're going to send an email like this, you say, what's your first name? Patricia. I'm sorry? Patricia. Patricia. Sorry. Bifocus, I couldn't see. So you'd, I'd say, Patricia, attached is my report. I would like you to, to tell me, did I go off course? Was I missing anything? Did I say anything incorrect? Now when, I get, when she gets that email, now she goes, okay, now I know what Mark wants. But if I just said, Patricia, thoughts, what are you going to think? 
Yeah, exactly. Thoughts on what? So what we want to do is eliminate the back and forth. If you want to meet with someone, a colleague or something, you want to meet with them, don't say, hey, what time works for you? What you do is if you have Outlook and you're all connected to Outlook, you can look on their calendar if you're sharing it. But if not, say, hey, Patricia, what works for you? Nine o'clock tomorrow or two o'clock on Tuesday? She has two choices to pick. We've all been the back and forth emails. But if you get to the point, stick to the point, you're saving everybody time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.